Welcome wrestling fans to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans. And we appreciate you joining us for episode 30. Welcome to WrestleMania. I am your host, the old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, musician, talk wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of Pro Wrestling Podcast and Funko Pop Collector, Andy. I'm also your host, the No Selling Wrestling Indie fan, Jeremy. The No Selling Indie Wrestling. He's the No Selling Indie Wrestling fan who loves soccer, aka football, for all you UK people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Today we are going to be talking about WrestleMania and AEW Dynamite. We're going to keep it short and sweet today. Let's get to the point. Before we start the show, though, please, everyone, head on over to our YouTube channel by searching the PW Fan on YouTube, and that's where you're going to find full video episodes, and you're also going to find a back catalog of all of our old episodes. If you're not one of those like Apple Podcasts or Spotify people, you can find all the episodes on there, too. And when you're there, please don't forget to like and subscribe and if you are one of those audio streamers, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Rate us on Spy, uh, rate us on Spotify with that Dave Meltzer five star rating. We would really appreciate it. And last but not least, before we get into the show, if you go, if you uh, want to rep a t shirt for us, get some merch. You want to go to prowrestlingtees.com backslash the PW fan to get your pocket logo tee and become part of the crew for twenty twenty two. All right, Andy, let's uh, get started, man. Big episode, WrestleMania episode. And I just wanted to say before we get going, how crazy is it that our 30th episode just happens to be the WrestleMania episode? And let me guarantee the people listening, we did not do that on purpose. (laughs) Yeah, if we never took that two weeks off, the one time uh, it would be 31, actually. So, yeah. Well, we've taken we've taken random days off and been delayed here and there. Yeah, not on purpose. But, yeah, dude, let's get started. What do you got for us? All right. Um, this, so this week on Raw, I mean, this entire week, WWE-wise, was uh, it was all go-home uh, episodes for Mania, this two-day Mania this past weekend. Um, there was a Brock segment on Raw that opened it. Um, you know, typical stuff, just promoting the Roman match. Um, one segment I wanted to talk about just briefly, Seth Rollins met with Vince at the WWE headquarters in Connecticut. Um, and Vince pretty much told him that, uh, Seth is going to have a match, but it's going to be a mystery opponent of Vince's choosing. So we will find out who that is once we jump into WrestleMania. Bobby Lashley returned after not being seen since the elimination chamber and uh, it looks like he is going to be wrestling Omos at WrestleMania this year. There was a Roman Reigns segment on Raw, which is uh, rare because he's not a Raw superstar. Uh, another Kevin Owens segment, um, just about Stone Cold. Bianca Belair came out and ended up cutting Becky Lynch's hair. Edge had a segment. AJ had a segment right back. It, it was all just go home, just a wrap up the storylines right before um, WrestleMania. So nothing too in-depth with Raw, at least this week. But, um, you know, if you kind of needed, you know, a final closure on some of these feuds, uh, Raw, you know, did some final segments on on a lot of them. So, um, but let's get into something more exciting. Yeah, at which this was point, a couple th- I did notice... No, I was going to 
I was just going to say, at this point during these last couple of Raws, I was like, all right, let's just get to Mania. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a lot of the same stuff on both SmackDown and Raw. You know, they kind of just, same promos with the same people. It's Um, like, we get it. But I get it. I get get it. it. There was so much time to Mania. It was was longer than normal pay-per-view amount. I think it was like six weeks they had to drag this out. Um, but let's sure. let's hop into Dynamite. Um, I believe the opening match was CM Punk versus Max Caster of uh, the Acclaimed. Uh, I thought it was a good match. Winner was CM I Punk, though. I thought this though. was a good match, man. Yeah. I mean, as you all know, me and Jeremy have talked. We both like the Acclaimed now. <laughs> I used to, I used to have a I used to talk shit about them, but I'm a a fan. I mean, I don't know. They're the heels I'd like to hate. Um, Yeah. He had a a, um, a line with the Z Pack. He's like, I'll make you crap your pants. Punk. Um, punk. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I caught that. I forgot about it. Uh, But yeah, the winner was CM Punk. You know, you know. Yeah. If if you don't know, um, I think it was what? Cole Cabana's podcast just when Punk bagged on WWE years yeah. ago he talks about being sick and then giving him a CPAC but uh, the, acclaim, the acclaim likes to poop isn't fun anymore everything yeah <laughs> um, so afterwards there was an in-ring interview with Tony Schiavone and Punk um, what I got out of it was at the end <clears throat> towards the end of his segment you know Punk says by the time he's done AEW there'll be more gray in his beard, by the time he's done, there's going to be more scars. And by the time he's done with AEW, he will be world champion um, before his time is over. So that's, uh, you know, Punk has his sights at some point set on it. Um, he says, you know, he's either going to fight uh, Adam Cole, Bebe, or he's going to get into some cowboy shit with uh, Hangman Adam Page. So Punk's, Punk's gun for the title. I really hope you hope it's Adam, Adam Cole. Cole. I mean, I think the story would be better instead Adam of two Cole, baby yeah. faces, but uh, yeah. we'll have to see. So yeah, I'm excited. To, you know, I mean, I think it was a matter of time before Punk finally hopped into the title picture, but let's see where it goes from here. It it, um, it needed to happen. I mean, dude. Okay, he's been back for a few months now. He's been on a huge winning streak, and that's the thing. If AEW is going off of a win and win and loss records then punk needs to be he's lost once i mean he's won almost every match once speaking of i think you're wearing a cm punk shirt right now tim ah good timing (laughs) um i'm wearing the classic 2011 punk shirt yeah this is the wwe one this is old school baby that's the one fist right the new one has the two i believe yeah okay yeah um so at some point after that, we had a a good you, you do believe a good in, interesting match. Um, John Moxley versus Jay Lethal. Um, I enjoyed the match. Winner was Moxley, and afterwards, you know Jay Lethal being a man of honor. Uh, Moxley went to shake his hand, and <laughs> you know that whole code of honor thing Jay Lethal has. Um, you know he didn't want to, but he ended up shaking Moxley's hand. This is. Jay Lethal's, I don't know, what, second loss? Possibly. He lost to Sammy. No, third. He lost to Adam Cole. Did he wrestle Adam Cole? He mentioned his his losses recently. I believe he did, yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, 
if you watched, uh, if anyone watched the Super Card of Honor, you know that Jay Lethal uh, doesn't have any oh. honor anymore. Okay. Because <laughs> he basically turned heel. Hey, we can mention, you know, you watch Super Card of Honor, or at least some of it. We can mention a few things before we get into Mania. Yeah. Uh, just some highlights, you know, because some yeah. of it does affect AEW, or all of it, because <laughs> they own it now. So, um, <laughs> yeah. all right. After the Moxley and Lethal match, I wanted to talk about um, there was a segment with MJF. Um, and I'll try to refresh my memory about it, but all I wrote down about the segment was MJF had been going around the building and posting like "Don't let Ward low in" pictures everywhere, of, like flyers. And at some point, Wardlow uh, made his way into the building and tries to go after, I guess, MJF who. I think was on commentary at the time. Um, yeah. I forget who who was having a match. I think one of the guy. I think FTR. FTR was having was, a match. Uh, yeah, that's right. FTR. Um, so Wardlow comes out into the crowd. Um, you know, tries to get to MJF, but Wardlow gets taken out like the the swine he is, as MJF would say. <laughs> and I think MJF called him a piggy again this week. Pig. <laughs> <laughs> man that i remember that dude that that promo made me feel so weird <laughs> just to, like go back on that one where's uh that was last week's yeah that was fucking uh. yeah. well i will say for this few that their ftr is getting over huge yeah as baby faces because it's like they they're like we're still with wardlow and the whole yeah their whole thing is like they're friends with wardlow too so whatever is going on. It's between them. They don't want any part of it. See, um, Santana or I just want to. Sh- I just okay. want to. Well, hang on. Sorry, I just wanted to throw. No, yeah, you're, throw this you're fine. One thing in there. So, so over the years, right? The initial thing that I remember is the Goldberg push. So the big guy who dominates everybody, beats everybody up. Now the reason why Goldberg worked is because it happened organically. He started doing that, and the fans gradually were like, oh, man, this guy's badass and awesome. Now, over the years, they've tried to do this type of thing with other people, men and women, not just the dudes. But it doesn't really catch on because it's almost like you know that they're trying to do the Goldberg thing. You're like, oh, you're just trying to do this. Like, you're trying to make that character who beats everybody. It's basically trying too hard, and then it doesn't work. However... With Wardlow, I feel like it's back to being very natural, where the fans have slowly been like, nah, we like this guy. And it's kind of been like a slow thing over time, which is why it's working. It has to happen naturally. You can't make somebody be that character. It's almost like the fans have to choose that that's the person that they want to do. Well, they also didn't shove him down our throats. Right away and start pushing him. Well, th- they just paired him with yeah. with MJF and the let him one. let him do his thing, basically. No, because the first one that comes to mind is yeah, the first one that comes to mind is Ryback and and uh, early Batista. Ugh. But then, but then Batista Batista took off when the fans slowly but surely took his side with him in the Triple H Evolution stuff which to me is very reminiscent of the Wardlow um, MJF stuff where it's like this douchey kind of rich guy telling me what to do. And then all of a sudden the big guy has had enough. The fans despise the other guy even more. 
to where they right. they yeah right. to where they want this big guy to go through. Yeah, I get it. Well, um, I guess he's still technically off the roster or whatever the AEW has going on, but we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston returned this week. Uh, they hadn't been seen since the pay-per-view, I believe. Um, or no, the night after the pay-per-view when the JAS was announced. And they had uh, they all got attacked. Uh, and they returned to go after the JAS, and I think they get beaten down again. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think they come out um, yeah. on top. Yeah, they they yeah. got the upper hand at first, and then because they pull back know, that curtain to be like, guess what? They're that. not here, and then well, they were there. Yeah, yeah. that was kind of awkward. Well, they did it in a few weeks in a row now, so so they are back. Um, we had a debut this week against the Bunny in the Owen Hart Foundation uh, Women's Tournament. Tony Storm is all elite, and she won her match, um, her qualifier match against the Bunny. She looked great. Uh, the crowd really, you know, were behind was behind her. I've always been a fan of her, um, starting with NXT UK. Obviously, you know her time on yeah. SmackDown kind of sucked, but that's I don't think that's you know her fault. <laughs> um, they were doing shit like throwing pies in faces with Charlotte Flair. It was just terrible. Um, so I'm excited to see what she does. Um, she's really good, and she's she's been a star all the other places that she's gone to. So I think it's a good sign um, on AW's part. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see more of her. I, I'm kind of Me hoping too. that she kind of wins the tournament as like the kind of the liftoff. And yep. then she goes for the title or something like that. Um, and lastly, with Dynamite this week, our main event was Darby Allen versus Andrade. This was a hard hitting match. Um, it was really, I, I really liked it. Uh, you know, they were just yeah. were going at each other, but the winner in the end was Andrade and did Andrade get like, dude, ginormous. Like, oh, he's like, it's like almost like he's like yeah. a jail body. Like he's just skipped leg day and he's just all upper body now, dude. <laughs> His torso. Um, I think, I think though, he's, he's got, he's got that Mr. Incredible body. He's got the yeah, jacked, dude, the jacked like, upper torso with the skinny <laughs> legs. Uh, did something happen though with the Hardys afterwards? Did they all start getting attacked and the Hardys came out again? Yeah, because uh, yeah, because Andrade won, and that and leads to our match this coming Wednesday, which is the Hardys versus Butcher and the Blade in a tables match. I believe is is this coming. Yeah. They're really running through all these yeah, matches to get this feud over with for the Hardys. I mean, fucking Jeff the other day said something about how much the Swanton Bomb hurts him and like people. He's like, he's like yeah. the la- other week I absolutely crushed Mark Quinn. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, you fucking <laughs> yeah. drop like a sack of potatoes from that top rope sometimes when you yeah. don't roll out of it. <laughs> sometimes he rolls out of it, yeah, and other times he just fucking plants himself, dude. It's he like Dude, bounced I, off of him and went, went back. I just want you guys to think though, like, and this is what I try to say because these guys are human beings, okay? Like, yes, if you look at the caliber of athlete between 2022 and let's say 1987, all right, like the guys now are crazy, like the amount of athleticism they have and what they can do, but it's still a human body, like. 
Jeff Hardy is saying that a swanton bomb hurts him, like to do. Dude, every time he does it, he he grabs his lower back. Every time he gets up from it, I've I've noticed he just grabs his lower back. All he's not even doing a full front flip. He's doing half a front flip and then landing on his back. Think about the guys that are doing this other insane stuff. Like, how is that going to feel? Like, you, if your finisher is something gnarly, it's like, how are you supposed to do that when you're 42? You know, like, I don't understand. Well, that's why they tell these dudes. AJ like, Styles is like a freak. Some yeah. Somehow he can still do it. DDP yoga. Yeah. <laughs> DDP yoga, whatever. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so that wraps up, though, what I wanted to talk about with Dynamite. I'm actually going to jump to Rampage and then do SmackDown because we're just going to be rolling with WWE for the rest of the show after that. Um, so there was only one thing I wanted to talk about with Rampage this week. It was the opening match, which I thought was good. It was the Young Bucks versus Top Flight. Top Flight, um, they're awesome. They're fun to watch. Um, and I'm glad they're back together. But this was a good match. Um, the Young Bucks won, though, in the end. Yeah. So, yeah, Jeremy, you saw it, right? Yeah, I thought it was my. This is a great matchup. Like, I can't wait for yeah. like a pay per view style match for these two because I feel like it's. I know it's going to be like you know people call it acrobatic stuff, but I mean it's no, fun I can, when I can t- they're really good. Like both these teams, and also just the. Just a quick thing for like in terms of the super card of honor. So yeah, let's get into that. The young then, also, there. so um, catch us up. Catch us up on yeah, some of the I was, big I was things cover that super like card two of honor. Things. Yeah. So well, basically, AEW wrestlers cleaned uh, all the championship matches. So they won all of them. So it was like Will Yuta won. Uh, Suzuki actually won his first American title so, ever. So, so you said Wheeler Yuta um, won a title? I forget which one it was, but... So you said Wheeler Yuta won a title? Yeah, well, Wheeler Yuta won the Pure Championship, which is kind of cool in Ring of Honor. So the Pure Championship, they have, like, you can't throw uh, punches okay. uh, or kicks. It's kind of, like, more wrestling. It's like they get, like, three rope breaks per uh, match. That's kind of cool. Um, but the big one was... Uh, Mercedes Martinez. Well, okay. Mercedes yeah, I saw that. Won, um, yeah, she won the... Interim one. Um, but the big one was FTR versus the Young Bucks. Uh, well, then the main event, sorry. It's the main event was Jonathan Grish- Grisham. Uh, he won. And that's mm. where Jay Lethal came out afterwards and kind of turned on him. And then Samoa Joe came out at the end and surprised everyone. Nice. And now he's actually going to be on Dynamite this week. And I think you said FTR versus uh, the Young Bucks. Crazy. It was FTR versus the Briscoes, right? But the Young Bucks came out. At the, the end, the didn't they? Yeah. Afterwards, yeah. So, well, the so the FTR versus the Briscoes. Like, I I've seen the Briscoes wrestle a little bit. Like, I haven't seen them too much because Ring of Honor is kind of before at least was hard to watch. Like, if you didn't mm-hmm. have the well, there was no fans cast, there. It was. it was awful. Yeah, I well, mean, like so, even before that, it was like right before CW had to like stream it. Well, what I would do is I would set I would go to. Well, what I would do though is I would go to it's it's so annoying. Like before, I would go to you know my whatever my yeah. cable service was, and then I would find the Ring of Honor show, and then I would go to like four episodes out, and it would be like, oh, it's gonna wear 
air at this weird time. And then I would click the DVR for that one. And then I would go like <laughs> yeah. a week later and it would be at like 10 PM and one would be at like 9 AM. And it was so annoying. So I was like, I, but I would like find like four episodes <laughs> and like DVR them out. So I could like, they would do it automatically. That so was the time during the time I just had to watch highlights or something or clips on, on YouTube in order to know what was going on. Yeah. But yeah, this um, so FTR versus the Briscoes. Uh, they've been having like this Twitter feud, basically going back and forth doing promos. Uh, this was probably the most intense tag team title fight I've seen in a long time. Like both of them were, it was uh, from very start, it was very intense. The crowd was totally into it too, and they were both bleeding by the end of it. Um, but yeah, the FTR won, and then they headed towards the back after they shook hands and everything with the Briscoes, and then everyone was saying thank you to the Briscoes as like their last thing of Ring of Honor. And then the Young Bucks come out and super kick both of them. And then FTR comes back out and tries to save them. So it was just a... Uh, what's that, Tim? Oh, no. I, I just didn't want to forget. I'm just showing up for the screen. If anybody's watching on YouTube, so uh, I'm a big action figure guy. And uh, WWE already... As a Cody God, there's they're super fat or actually sorry oh, have one? uh it's not wwe it's aew already has another cody fig coming out but like even though he's with wwe now but it's with the gear that he wore at, that he at wore WWE. at wrestlemania dude he's so smart jesus dude he's so smart wow. dude like he know he knew <laughs> he was like man this figure is gonna come out with this gear i'm gonna wear that gear now i'm like fuck god he's that's like inception. That's like inception level thinking right now. Well, yeah. way to ruin uh, right. WrestleMania. So, that was it <laughs> for anyone that hasn't seen it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> come on, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, FT- everybody relax. You, know you knew realized, it was going to happen. So, real quick before we go into uh, WrestleMania, True. we talked about it. <laughs> After watching this Ring of Honor show and then watching WrestleMania, I like get I get the argument when people say like pro wrestling versus sports entertainment. And you know what? I enjoy both of them <laughs> so much because I will get into it in WrestleMania, but one of my favorite matches was had a lot of people love that match. Yeah, we'll get into it for sure. Yeah, man. Um so I WWE yeah, we'll talk about it, but I just wanted to say that WWE with WrestleMania this year, you know, and I was like, all right. You get it. You get I'm it. Not, I don't like all of it, right? But I'm with but I'm with you. <laughs> but I'm but I'm with you. Yeah. Like I get what I kinda get it now at the same time. Just have to look at it like it's a, just Yeah, when it when it's done right, like sports entertainment. They're just different, them. and you can't. They're. I don't think you know. A lot of people say they're not really competition because they're completely different kind of shows. They truly are, and the WrestleMania yeah. versus something like SuperCard of Honor, you can totally see that kind of. Um. Yeah, that's why I was like yeah. afterwards. I'm like, oh, I get it. Now. Um. <laughs> so like <laughs> what you were saying though about FTR? So now they are the AAA champions and the Ring of Honor tag team champions. And, and they're, I think they're defending it now, actually, both the titles Ooh. on this Wednesday. Was this Young Bucks FTR 2? Which I didn't know that part. Something like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. So let's get into SmackDown. 
um, the final WWE show before Mania. Uh, it opened up with the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, which is usually saved for WrestleMania. Um, you had a... Well, first, you had Finn Balor in there, who the, is the United States champion, which means this guy was not having a WrestleMania match, and this is his fucking... <clears throat> Could have. Uh, to my, in there. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things where it just, it just is, Finn is, it, Finn is very underutilized. He is one of those guys where I don't even care. You know what? They could push Finn Balor to the opening match and make him job out to freaking Drew McIntyre. I don't even care. But like Finn Balor is still going to be one of my favorite wrestlers. I love Finn Balor. So the winner of this match, I and I knew it from the beginning. I was like, this motherfucker is going to win it. Before the bell even started, I saw he was in it. Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss is your Andre the Giant Battle Royal winner. I fucking knew it, dude. Until Drew dropped him on his Tim head. Tim didn't know yeah. until he dropped um, what's his face on his head. Tim was like, who is this guy? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> who the hell is that? There's these memes going around. He reminds me he reminds me of uh there's a couple like WWE wrestlers. There's these new memes going around of uh I guess with like COVID and like injuries and stuff. All these hilarious looking dudes have been going to the NBA that like no one knows who they are. So people will like somebody uh made this meme that was like I'm convinced that the NBA just does like create a player because who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and it's just this like random ass dude with like bleached blonde hair slicked back and like tattoos. And it's just like, that's how I feel about some of these guys. I'm like, who the hell is that guy? He's <laughs> like stock player like number one. Number three. Yeah. Default call I mean, wrestler number one. Creative wrestler things. I would like take him so seriously and like do every little detail. Uh, yeah. Um, I think I, that's a throwback. Mm-hmm. Haven't thought about that in a while. I would spend hours, man, making the, some of those people. This was before you could download whoever from all from online. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Now they just make them, and you can yeah, download dude, they're them like, before you. They're like, go up seventy-five clicks. You have to piece count by like piece. One. Like, dude, it was so tedious. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so annoying. <laughs> Go up yeah, seventy-five. And then Tim would like mess me up. I'm like, motherfucker, just reset, start over. Um, so another <laughs> another thing that bothered me this week on SmackDown was Ricochet, who's the Intercontinental Champion, had a triple threat with Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza. Uh, he retained, but that means that he wasn't getting a WrestleMania match this year, and he's an Intercontinental Champion. When did the Intercontinental Championship just die? I don't know. I feel like it's when they changed it. When, it. Uh, changed the look. Started happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, it's, that black belt. Yeah, I don't like that. The white IC belt is the best IC belt ever. I like it even more than the ruthless aggression one. round one. People hate that Personally. round that oval. Yeah, but I mean that was our generation's. I like. 
Yeah, it's weird though because to me in my head, like in my childhood, that is the Intercontinental Belt. But I do agree. I love the white one. It's classic. That's like the one like Mister Perfect and Ultimate Warrior had. Yeah. Like that one's so, and Scott Hall. That one's so, so yeah. This year, Finn um, and Ricochet did not get matches at Mania, even though they are champions. Um. That wrapped up SmackDown. Now, if you tuned into Peacock right afterwards, they had the Hall of Fame on there. And it opened up with the Steiner brothers. Um, Braun Breaker, Rick Steiner's son, is the one that uh, inducted them. And there was a funny line that Braun said right before the Steiners came out. He said, I'm about to make the, uh, God, what do you say? one of the biggest mistakes of my career and April Scott, if you, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking the biggest risk (laughs) of my career, giving them the mic to my uncle Scott. Scott Steiner's promos are off the wall. They don't make any sense half the time. And you'll, you would just have to go to YouTube and watch them because they are just something else really. Look up, look up, just go to YouTube and type in Scott Steiner. Uh, so, the yeah, the Steiner's open. Then we had Queen Charmel uh, being inducted by Booker T. Um, Shad Gaspard got the uh, Warrior Award. Um, what's her name? Yeah. Um, I think. Which, Jesus Christ. He Warrior's won, wife's obviously. name was. Is it Dana? They call her obviously. Dana Warrior. Dana Warrior, Dana Warrior came out, talked about Shad, and then Shad's wife and Dana. Uh, son came out, walk, got walked down by uh, JTG. And, uh, yeah, they had a really touching video package for Shad right beforehand. Um, so, I mean, that was an emotional tribute. Uh, that led into Vader. Um, who was inducted by his uh, wife and um, son. And Nikki Bella, I know you're not listening, but (laughs) you should know that Vader is no longer alive. (laughs) He doesn't know he's dead? (laughs) Oh my God, she doesn't know that he's dead. not wait to hear his speech. Um, the the main event of the inductees, though, during that night was The Undertaker. And The Undertaker was inducted by Vince McMahon, who you never see during the Hall of Fame at all. Um, yeah, so it was very rare to see. Taker comes out, and he's wearing, like, a TED Talk mic. And he basically... One of the best TED Talks ever. It was a very long speech. I don't know. It was like half an hour to 45 minutes. One of the best TED Talks um, ever. He's just pacing. He's just walking around the ring back and forth with his his headset on. Um, it was a good speech, though. But, he, I mean, he basically tells you know the audience three life lessons he learned. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. It was very odd for Undertaker. Yeah, it was like it was like perception. The is first reality, life lesson I learned something about loyalty and respect and something else. Yeah, was... I don't know, but congratulations, to all of them. <laughs> Taker definitely deserved. It. I mean, all of them deserved it, you know. Um, 
Yeah. Well, that was the Hall of Fame. Let's jump into WrestleMania Night One. So I can just, I'll just go through the matches. We'll, you know, briefly hit on some of them and talk more about others. Going. Um, this first match, I was over at Tim's place watching, and I know he he was busy with his uh, putting his daughter down, so he actually didn't get to see the opening match. But it was Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs versus the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Jeremy, you watched this, correct? Yes, Shinsuke and and Rick Boogs were dressed in yeah, colors that matched the Mike's the lemonade. Mike's Hard Lemonade uh, <laughs> drink that they were promoting all over uh, WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> um, the match was going pretty well until That's Boogs picked up both Usos over or onto his shoulders, and his uh, his knee gave out. I think it was a legitimate in- injury. Because I read the the finish had to be changed. After that, Boogs was pretty much out and it was two on one, and yeah. the Usos retained the SmackDown yeah. Tag Team Championship. So the Bloodline still has the belts, and Boogs, yeah, Boogs Boog got injured. So, um, yeah, that was tough for him. Yeah, uh, and he's a big guy. Yeah, he had to be carried out like he couldn't even like walk. Yeah, you hate to see it. It's. It... Yeah. And dude, this is isn't this the second time no. he got jacked up no. on his neck? You're thinking Rich no, Holland. he jacked somebody else. This is the guy up. that plays guitar for Shinsuke. Another guy that you're like, who is no. that? No, no. Yeah, I thought he already got hurt once. <laughs> no, 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 no. He didn't get. I hurt don't know. I've only seen him in NXT for like else? a very thinking? little bit, and then he was like brought up to just get paired with Shinsuke. I only saw him like wrestle like two matches in NXT. Well, uh, you know the no the point. I guess the point being is is that a lot of freaking neck injuries recently, man. Some scary stuff. You had Big E, you had this, you had uh, well, some, somebody else, knee. and I feel bad not remembering their name. Yeah, this is the match you were put. You're putting your daughter. You're putting your daughters His down knee? during. This. That's why I said in the beginning. All right. Well, we're we're gonna cut. <laughs> oh, so we're gonna. Oh, so what we're gonna do is Jeremy's gonna cut this part out. Um, and we're just gonna continue. So on after after the Usos match, we had a uh, Happy Corbin versus Drew McIntyre. Um. <laughs> yeah, because fucking Corbin. I like Sad Corbin better. Um, and Happy sad Corbin is fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. He's like my wife. Left when he was like depressed and talking about how he had no money, it was hilarious. Yeah. He's like, I got ketchup on my shirt. Yeah, my life left me. At- <laughs> Rich like, was like, just don't share. Don't spend all my money shower. in the stock market. Uh, but uh, sad court. Drew McIntyre won. He kicked out of the end of days, which court. apparently they said was the first time anyone has ever done that. For some reason, I don't believe that. Um, but you know. You never know. I, I mean, I don't keep track of Corbin's matches, so if they said it, then just we'll have to go with it. Um, apparently, Drew was supposed to have like a like you know <laughs> yeah. WrestleMania caliber um, entrance, but uh, he nixed it because of um, time. He chose to nix it himself. Pretty 
probably. Uh, probably a good idea. And okay, yeah. yeah I was watching that. I was like, rope. dude. Uh, he was told to fucking do it, but it, it, my initial reaction was like, these fucking guys have to reset up this, uh, these ropes after after being cut right now. <laughs> I know. Like, what, I like what the hell? Yeah, and people were watching, like from the fan footage. The so the next next match was the Mysterious one, and they're Ray and Dominic are walking down the ramp, and they're still like finishing it up. And I was like, why would they try? Why would they do that? In, like the second match in. So after Drew and Happy Corbin, we had the Mysterious versus the Miz and Logan Paul. Logan Paul comes out with uh, I forget how expensive the Pokemon card is, but it's like the most rare fucking Pokemon card out there right now. It's around his neck as a necklace. Uh, I think his fight against Mayweather, he had a really expensive Charizard around his neck. Um, so this seems to be his kind of thing. Um, Dominic impressed me in this match. He had some a couple, you know, moves I haven't seen him do before. Um, he keeps getting better and better. I know Tim doesn't really like him, but uh, I will say his outfit was ridiculous. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh my god! <laughs> um, but you know the winners in the end, which I guess it makes sense if Logan Paul is going to be there. The winners were Miz and Logan Paul. Uh, let's talk about Logan Paul's performance, though. What do you think, Jeremy? I thought it was pretty good. Like, I don't know what to expect, really. Because, like, Logan, Logan, I mean, I yeah. guess I know he's an athlete, really, but, uh, like, he, like, his selling, I thought, was actually his, pretty good. His selling was, was good. Um, he did a move where he front flipped off and did, like, a cutter coming down. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So th- that was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, well, afterwards, when the Miz and Logan <laughs> won, uh, Miz couldn't handle the spotlight or couldn't share the spotlight with anyone else, and uh, he did a skull crushing finale to Logan Paul. So I'm wondering. I mean, Raw is tonight. I don't know if you know they're going to continue a Logan Paul storyline or not. I know he wants to wrestle, but uh. You know, we'll have to see. Maybe, you know, they're not going to put him on NXT. I mean, I guess they could. <laughs> I, guess, I guess they fucking could, but um, get, some, get some young viewers to NXT 2.0. Oh, God. Um, but I don't, I don't know if Miz turning on him makes Miz a babyface because people fucking hate Logan Paul or if it just makes Logan Paul a babyface and just keep makes Miz a heel. Yeah, I don't. Like, I mean, people hate Logan Paul. He's always yeah. going to be a heel no matter what. So he's not a baby face. But I don't think Miz is either. That was just like a yeah. heel who didn't want to share a spotlight. The A-lister. All right, guys. So if you're watching or listening, um, especially if you're watching, though, you'll notice that it's just me and Jeremy now. Tim is having computer issues, and he will not be back for the rest of the episode. So me and Jeremy are going to... You know, just power through WrestleMania, give our opinions, and uh, yeah, just go from there. So we are now jumping. We just got done talking about the Mysterios and the Miz and Logan Paul. So we are going on to our next match, which is Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, I actually went back and watched this because I was a little distracted at Tim's house watching it with because of Tim. Um, but... Uh, 
this was actually a really good match. And I'm I'm yeah. in the end, uh, Bianca Belair won. Um, that's some of that, you know, long-term storytelling that they started all the way back at SummerSlam. You know, Bianca finally, you know, got her title back from Becky, who beat her super quickly. Um, yeah, just, you know, good long-term storytelling. Congrats to Bianca Belair. I thought it was the right time to take the belt off of Becky. You know, she can't have it forever. Yeah. I mean, I know. then we're talking about people like Roman and stuff who've had the belt for fucking like two years or something like that. But He's going to have it for over 600 days. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think of this match? You know, Becky's sporting her new hairdo, um, looking like Haley Williams mm-hmm. from Paramore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think probably some of like the makeup on her face too made it a little bit worse just because how... Uh, it was it was definitely more red, right? Like it was or more like orange. What her hair? Her hair was very orange, but she had like this red like makeup on her face, which Yeah, it was like all like all of her covered her like cheeks yeah. basically. Um but yeah, I thought the match was really good. I think the ending was cool how they did it. And yeah, I think Bianca Belair, I'm glad that she won the title. I feel like she gets she hopefully gets a better run this time than last time, which I know ended with Becky coming back and with one move and finishing her. Yeah, so fucking kind of glad they did this and not just have her uh, lose yeah. again. Well, after that good match, we had another good match, which is, I don't know about you. It's my favorite match of the whole weekend. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to say match of the night, but it's match of the weekend. Um, so Seth Rollins needed an opponent. For WrestleMania, and he comes out, and you know we've been talking about the rumors for uh, for the past couple weeks. Um, we all, you know, we all thought it was going to be Cody Rhodes, and you know yeah. Seth's out there, and they kept fans waiting and waiting, and oh, a Lord. long time, yeah. Um, the lights go, you know, go black in the arena. Or stadium, I should say. It's a big-ass fucking stadium. <laughs> and then you hear wrestling has more than one royal family. And it's the American Nightmare. Cody Rhodes, you know, the place gave a big pop. He Same exact gimmick as he had in AEW. He, they just took him from one, popped him into another promotion, and dropped him. And uh, big reaction, <laughs> you know, wearing the like same gear he wore in AEW. Uh he came out, you know, kind of looked everything in for a little bit. Uh, him and Seth had a really solid match. Like prop, prop like I, I know everyone's talking about Cody, but props to Seth because really he, good. you know, it takes two to you know make it work in there, and uh, Seth did a really good job. Uh, Cody ended up winning the match. There was a lot of false finishes. I remember watching with you over. Um, over this Zoom shit, and uh, you know, we we were basically only a second yeah. apart when it came to time wise. But yeah, they they almost got me a couple times. I mean, I was just hoping Cody would win on his freaking night back. Yeah, when when Seth kicked yeah, out of that first crossroads, I was like, oh no! <laughs> I was like, I feel like they're gonna like um, took him know, three crossroads. They the both TV, went for pedigrees. Yeah, yeah, it was. He did uh, the yep. bionic elbow too, which isn't crazy, but yeah, it was uh, the whole entrance, like just seeing the same exact basically AEW Cody 
coming into w in in a WWE ring and also the entrance itself. I was like, this feels really weird. Uh, like yeah, it just I don't know. It still feels weird to me. <laughs> like seeing him like I he opened Raw, which is since we're recording at the same time. Uh, he opened Raw, and I'm still like, I, I, this is not. I can't see this. He's out there in a suit, but it, it just looks like he's it's just. Weird. It's just so weird seeing him back in WWE. But I really enjoyed the match. Tim, I responded to you. Yeah. I was just I'm in the middle of recording. That's why I did not. Okay. No, I didn't want you to get mad. I was just recording. I couldn't like text back and answer in the middle of doing all. Okay. Um, three, two, one. Alrighty. Uh, so after Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes, we had Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, Charlotte Flair was the winner. Look, I'm not a big fan of Ronda Rousey in her matches. I'm just not. Uh, they did the best they could. A lot of you know submissions and ankle locks and uh, figure eights and all that, but. It wasn't a bad match. It just didn't keep my interest like, you know, some of the other matches or like the Becky and Bianca uh, match. Um, I know originally it was, it did feel long. And I think everyone knew what was coming next. And I mean, at least I didn't. I was just like, I'm just trying to get to this final segment of the night, which, you know, let's hop into (laughs) the Kevin Owens show uh, with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, I want to ask you, now that you're recording, I do want your thoughts on the Cody and Seth Rollins match. It's a bizarre world out here. Um, but yeah, let's let's jump to the, the final segment of WrestleMania Night 1, which was, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin on the Kevin Owens show. Uh, Kevin Owens ends up telling Stone Cold... That he invited him out here not just to talk, but he wants a match. And he challenges Stone Cold to a no-holds-barred match. Stone Cold accepts, saying that his first match ever was in Dallas. And he'll do his last match ever in Dallas. And, dude, for what it was, I mean, Stone Cold, you know, no-holds-barred match is the way to do something like this with a guy his age. And, he, I mean, he took a suplex on the concrete. He was taking bumps. Kevin Owens sold his ass off. I mean, it was it was pure nostalgia. Was it's hard not to smile uh, <laughs> when watching, you know, something like this. They fought up up the ramp onto the stage. Um, you know, it got thrown in the barricades using weapons. I mean, it was great. It was fun. Afterwards, Stone Cold. You know, Stone Cold's drinking beers during the match. Yeah. Like, as Kevin Owens is down, he's, like, getting <laughs> beers tossed to him and just drinking them as he's moving along. Just quenching his thirst. Uh, super fun, though. You know, I loved I loved it. You know, I was kind of iffy about it beforehand when the rumors were going around that he was going to have some kind of match. But, no, nah, I'm here for it. It was fun. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah as soon as he came out, um, like, in his gear with his, like, knee yeah. pads on and everything. I was like, oh yeah, yep. let's, let's, like hopefully they do this like as a match. 
And then as soon as the ref came out, I was like, all right, yep, this is already great. Yeah, there's a, there there had to be a reason why it was going to be the closing segment of the entire show. It couldn't just be a talk show, you know. Well, apparently, according to Ronda Rousey's friends, she was bummed out that she wasn't the main event. Um, yeah, as a wrestling fan, you just got to understand. Like, Stone Cold so. Steve Austin Sorry. in Texas having a match for the first time in <laughs> yeah. 19 years. Sorry, not sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. yeah. That, like, that, it just beats you out. <laughs> um, loved it though. So let's get into night two. Um, I'm gonna kind of go quick through some of the matches, um, and then some we'll, we'll get you know a little bit more in depth with. But okay, so night two opened up with Triple H coming out, who we had talked about recently uh, retired, and he comes out. He thanks the fans. Says, "Welcome to WrestleMania." And he leaves his boots in the ring. So it's official, in case you hadn't heard, Triple H is retiring from in-ring competition. Uh, Our first match was RK-Bro versus the Street Profits versus the Alpha Academy for the Raw Tag Team Championships. This match was awesome. Great opener. Uh, Really fun. I like yep. how they did the three people in, like one from each. Team. There was a, Instead there was two, two. two uh, it was a couple a spots, but uh, there was one by Riddle, where he, uh, <laughs> he, yeah, Montez Ford like was um, on top of the uh, top rope, and he was about to jump off, and Riddle pops up, jumps off the t- uh, the rope, and does an RKO of his own. And then a little bit later, Chad Gable goes for like a splash off the top, and Randy gets a gets an RKO and wins the match for them. And afterwards, yeah. there's a there's a toast of what I think is just water in the fucking cups. Um, and they invite Gable Stevenson, who is on the outside, who had been signed recently um, by WWE, and they ask him to get in. Chad Gable smacks Gable Stevenson's cup out of his hand and. Uh, Gable, now there's two Gables now. Gable Stevenson takes off his shirt and ends up belly to belly suplexing uh, Chad Gable. <laughs> uh, both guys are, you know, collegiate fucking Olympic or Olympian uh, wrestlers. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I I think I mean, his, his career in WWE is supposed to start after Mania. I think he's been at the Performance Center, but. Um, maybe he'll pick it up quickly, like Kurt Angle. I think so. We'll see. I feel like they're putting him on the main roster. So, but when you do that, man, you're gonna get booed. Yeah. Because when they brought him out, what first night? I didn't even write it on here. You think? Uh, there was like hardly any reaction. Yeah. I mean, respect to the guy, but you're in our world now, man. No, you got to no earn cares. that kind of respect. Like, it's just how it is. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like no one really cared at all. Uh up next we have Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Now I would say this was the worst match of the night, but we got one worse later on. 
Um, I mean, look, it's it was <laughs> Omos, Omos is still green. He yeah. just plays that big monster uh, card. He does it well, and then you have Lashley. It's just it was a big move fest. Mm-hmm. It was trying to get Omos off of his feet, which Lashley finally did at the end. Um, I believe he won with the spear because Bobby's not picking up yeah. Omos like that and doing doing that. Uh, but Bobby, yeah. Bobby, he did suplex him. He tried um, to. He Bobby, yeah, him. Bobby Lashley ended up winning. Yeah, there wasn't much height on that suplex though. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, the winner was Bobby Lashley. <laughs> After that, we had Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn in Anything Goes match. This match surprised me. I really was not looking forward to it at first. And then I understood what it yeah. was, and it was fun. Uh, it was comedic. And Sami Zayn is a f- yeah. is so good. Just to be able to sell like this and put him in this spot and to deliver, um, you have to respect Sami Zayn for that. So throughout the match, um, they're just using like makeshift weapon or they're using WWE weapons but then there's also like stuff props from like Jackass and things that the Jackass guys made yeah, yeah and they, they had a couple guys perfect. from Jackass you had Chris yeah. Pontius you had uh, Wee Man uh, Jasper so Wee Man uh, Wee bodies, Man body slam <laughs> uh, <laughs> body slam body Sami Zayn the crowd pop but then dude Sami Zayn Haluva kicked the shit out of Wee Man's face. They showed it in slow motion. Dude, the fans were like, oh, no, like I watched it. I was like, oh my God. Like you just felt bad for him. Um, yeah. Like and he's like, I'm guys were like, no, fucking kick really the shit out of you, which okay. he did. Um, Giant Knoxville ended up winning with a yeah. mousetrap contraption, which I could tell was just. It was just PVC plastic pipe, like but Sammy had to sell, sell it. Like, I mean, it came down kind of hard on his chest, but after he got pinned, he had to act like he couldn't he lift did, it. And yeah. It's like, dude, it's just fucking plastic tubing, like you're piping in your ceiling. Yeah, so, you couldn't push it. Um, yeah, no, it was entertaining. They were, they used like a taser at some point. I mean, I don't know if he actually got tased or not, but it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. I we hated on it for weeks talking yeah, about trying Knoxville. Yeah. Again, like we said, with this show, we we get it. Yeah, but that was we fun. get it. I like how they it's did just, it. yeah. The monkey, yeah. One of my favorite was the hand when yeah. Sami Zayn was running. That, and then, that's like, why I'm around hard. Like some of the stuff, like had to like been face. like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah, you know, uh, props to them. They you know they put on. You have to have it's sports entertainment. This was entertainment. You know, it was fun. And yeah. it, you know, uh, yeah. kind of got people to just you know chill out. You know, it wasn't like a filler match, but it was also like a set the mood kind of thing. Like, had let people enjoy themselves, have some fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because really, like, yeah. um, yeah, it was after the after that, we had a women's fatal four way tag team match: Sasha, Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley versus Carmella and Queen Zelina, who are the Defending tag team champions versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. There was a lot going on with this match, a lot of moving pieces, but the winners in the end were Sasha Banks like and this. Naomi. Um, I kind of had a feeling they were going to win. This was this was like, yeah, this, this felt like because it's a way to get you know more women on the show. I get it, and it sucks that 
this is the way they had to do it. But, you know, I feel like everyone, you know, had a little moment to shine in the match. It wasn't bad. It just. Yeah. It was, it was okay. It was fine. Uh, after that, we had well, Edge versus AJ yeah, Styles. Now, Edge has a new theme song, new entrance. Uh, he's he's tapping into some old brood like character kind of thing. Well, first let's talk about the match. All right, match itself. Yeah, I don't know if my expectations were too high, or I I was thinking about this Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins match. And I was like, Man, <laughs> that's gonna be yeah. hard to beat. Watching it, knowing it wasn't gonna be like that because I had heard some. I had to stop it the night before or the night it actually aired. I stopped the pay-per-view right before this match and I had to finish it today because it just got late. I had to get up early today. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, work, so, yeah, I don't know how I did all those years <laughs> when it was just one night crammed in that fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like four I had heard that, you know, it wasn't anything crazy, but, you know, I went into it. It was, it was a slow-paced, uh, methodical wrestling match it was good in that sense yeah. you know i don't know if maybe i mean i feel like edge could keep up with aj if they did fast pace but i don't know why i wouldn't want fast pace maybe i wanted something like the cody and seth match but this edges edges very you know method- like everything meant something in the match and it's a lot of like thinking behind it and so in that way it was a good it was a good kind of match and i don't think it's over because yeah. This match ended with AJ was going to go for a phenomenal forearm and Damon Priest pops up and distracts him. And when AJ, you know, it makes AJ hesitate, AJ goes for the phenomenal forearm and Edge spears him out of midair and gets the one, two, three. Afterwards, Edge... It wasn't a bad ending. Um, I saw some people hated it, but... um, to me, it makes the feud feel like it's unfinished, especially with um, afterwards Edge kind of was acting like he was surprised that, or in shock of like what's Damon going to do. But then he starts smiling, and it looks like Edge is starting a stable, and his first recruitment is uh, is Damon Priest, and it's it's going to be a dark stable. You know, his new music is dark, his entrance is dark. I think he he is has talked about how much the brood meant to him and how much he loved it. And I think, you know, kind of like Triple H did with Evolution, like that was his four horsemen. I feel like Edge is doing like this is his version of like something yeah. similar to the brood, you know. He, yeah, it really is. So I wonder who it's else like they're going to get. Maybe Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, I don't know who else they could get on that roster now, but... um. So after that, we had um, Sheamus and Rich Holland. Well, okay. One last thing about the Edge and AJ thing. Yeah, I know it was like a dream match. And, you know, when AJ had his match against Shinsuke a few years ago, my expectations were super high because of the Wrestle Kingdom match that they had had before. And it was a similar fashion to this one. It was like slow, methodical. And if you go in expecting it to be one type of way, you, you overlook what it actually ended up being it wasn't a bad match by any means it was just you know more uh thought was put behind everything that's all i'll describe it yeah um so yeah we had seamus and rich holland versus the new day next winners were seamus and rich holland with butch on the outside match wasn't very long 
Um, it was kind of just like a cool down match. I feel like for the our next match, which was Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Yeah. Pat McAfee comes out to the white stripes. Um, comes out with the Dallas Dallas cheerleaders. Um, that got everyone going. And Pat McAfee. He can go. I mean, or at least make it seem like he can go. Him in theory put on, you know, uh, if you had ever seen Pat McAfee wrestle in NXT, I mean, you know he can do stuff in the ring and not look bad. I think he's been training on and off since like 2017 is what the video package was saying when he uh, first was getting in the ring. Yeah, uh, he did a swanton. And landed on his feet. Like yeah, I mean, off the top look, he's a he's a natural athlete. He's a he's an ex football yeah. player. You know, sometimes those naturally athletic guys can just do stuff, and he did. And he ended up winning the match. Well, afterwards, Vince yeah. McMahon doesn't seem too happy, and uh, he fucking took off his shirt and suit and got in the ring, and the bell rang, man. And okay. It was the worst match, one of the worst matches of all time. One of, might have been worse than Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole years ago at at WrestleMania. Okay, Pat McAfee, poor Pat, had to sell his ass off taking these shitty clotheslines by Vince and getting thrown to the corner like like Pat couldn't. Yeah, dude. And then you have the announcers like Byron Saxon and Corey being in. like, "Look at his muscles!" Like talking about Vince. Like, I guess it's. He works out, but yeah. like Vince, God, and this is the most he's looked his. Age it just was not good. Vince fucking punted a football, kinda into Pat's stomach and pinned Pat one two three. <laughs> Afterwards, uh, this is yeah, this is they almost had to this do part it. Saved uh, it Afterwards, uh, was theory starting to beat up Pat? Is that what? When it was, oh, uh, okay. That's Vince and they were celebrating in the ring. Glass shatter. You hear it. Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out. Crowd erupts. They thought they'd only get to see him the first night. No, you get to see him the second night. He takes out Theory. In his ear gear again, he takes out Theory. In his gear again. Um, and then grabs some beers, and he says he just wants one beard, beer with Vince. And he ends up stunning Vince, and it's the worst stunner I've ever seen in my entire life. The worst. One, Stone Cold kicked him, and he instantly drops to his knees. Doesn't Stone Cold goes to grab his head, but yeah, he's already too far low. Stone Cold picks him up again, throws him against the ropes, yeah. bounces him off a little bit, goes to kick him in the stomach again, and it's I don't know. Vince is, has like the worst timing or something because it was just. And then- there's a video on TikTok. I sent it to the guys in the group chat of Mick Foley dying on his couch laughing, watching yeah. Stone Cold uh, stun Vince. It's awful <laughs> if you haven't seen it. Um, apparently, Vince isn't embarrassed by it. Why so would you be when you're 76 years old? But he's never taken a good stunner. And it's just gotten worse over the years. Yeah, I mean, I was... Yeah, because I was thinking about like with the worst stunners. It's Vince, and then also Vince, and then Vince again, and then yeah. maybe uh, Linda McMahon. Uh, 
after that, he tells Pat to get in the ring, um, and they share a beer for a couple beers for a second. Then uh, Stone Cold stuns Pat, who sells it greatly. He drops flat back like he's just been, you know, cold cocked. Um, he sells it good. It was fun. Stone Cold was having fun. You can tell he was smiling. He was laughing. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> Pat was having like fun. Good for Pat having his moment. Um, it just. <laughs> Look, as a fan, I would have been fine with just the Austin Theory match. I did not need a Vince McMahon fucking match. And that was the original rumor, if you don't remember, months ago, that Vince McMahon was going to have a match with Pat. And then we were like, nah, it's just Austin Theory now. No. They fucking they fucking yeah. did that shit, and it was not pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was listening to Pat's show. He did, it was like, you know, he still has a show Monday. So he was doing it, and uh, he was like, yeah, I didn't. Uh, he didn't know anything about the. Or he had to match. call it on the fly. I don't know if he was saying that. It's terrible. But he was just like, oh God. Yeah, yeah I saw there was a clip was of him like, talking about uh, Mania. Oh, um, that's bad. I haven't got it. It's like fifteen minute clip though of him talking about the experience and yeah. stuff and sharing beers with Steve Austin. Yeah, and I'll, he didn't know that Stone. Cold, oh well. Yeah, he didn't know. But when he does, you're like, oh, I guess I'm getting stunned. You have to fucking take that shit. Um. But all right, let's let's wrap it up and get into the final match of the night, the biggest WrestleMania match of all time, the biggest match ever. Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion, versus Brock Lesnar, the WWE Champion. This match was, I mean, it felt like a big match. You know, it felt like a big heavyweight fight. Um, but if you've seen the match once, definitely. You've you've seen the match. I mean, this match has happened many times. Um, yeah, we've seen it. A lot of big moves. It was a lot of big moves. Yeah, um, same spears, you know, suplexes. It wasn't bad. Yeah, Superman punches. You know, uh, tackling through barricades, spears through barricades. Paul Heyman getting threatened by Brock min match, and then you know Roman saving Paul's ass. Um, in the end, Roman won with a spear. Um, at one point, though, Brock did get Roman in a Kimura lock, and I think Roman's shoulder really popped out of place. Um, I think AJ's did also during his match, because AJ, they mentioned yeah. it, AJ uh, clamped his, his shoulder in between his legs and pulled, unless they were just selling that whole thing from when... Edge had injured AJ's shoulder when he made his debut back in, at the Rumble. If they were just like kind of doing that little story, like, oh, AJ already had it hurt, short, hurt shoulder. Oh, but Roman's it was actually bulging out, you could see. And Roman at the end had to grab the rope and like kind of do it. But he had trouble holding uh, the one title in his left hand when he held, after he won, he held both titles up and he was really struggling to get that left one up um, over his head. But Roman is. Yeah. Yeah, I think the rest of the way. But Roman is now, I don't know what they're going to call it. I mean, the announcer announced Roman as the new undisputed WWE Universal Champion. But that's also what Paul Heyman introduced him as. Yeah. No, he said it. He He said it. And so uh, I don't don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to get another belt and just combine that. I don't know if Roman's going to be a champion on both shows now. I don't know. But just have. Yeah, I've seen there's like leagues of like maybe a new title, like the undisputed title. Uh, But I don't know if that means that they're going to have that one show. 
We'll just have to wait and see. Um, but Minion was fun. You know, it had its yeah. whatever moments. It had its bad moments. and had its good moments. Um, I'm always entertained in some, some way by WrestleMania, yeah. and I'm so glad that they've been doing two-nighters because that one-nighter was just getting rough. It just They just kept making the show longer yeah. and longer. Really yeah, like God, they were like, "We're starting at six this hours. year." It's like it's not over till twelve, though. Like, like I work in the morning. But uh, yeah, guys, that wraps up the show. Um, I'm gonna yeah. try to do Tim proud. Uh, follow us on all social media at the PW fan, <laughs> um, and follow me on Instagram on my Funko Pop collection at the four one zero fan bros. Um. And yeah, thanks for uh, tuning in, everyone. This has been our WrestleMania uh, pod this week. Um, Talk to you next week.